Hello, and welcome to SoundingTheLight.com, the place where you can connect to real artists, real stories, real talk. Today we will be hearing from Jess Ray, a folk singer-songwriter with a lot of soul, about her life and the stories behind the songs on her latest album, Sentimental Creatures. My name is Tara Tucker. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. It's a lovely day outside, and I am up here in my studio. And uh, right now I am surrounded by some uh, CDs and some vinyl records that my husband and I have been listening to lately. Uh, He was cool enough to buy me a a record player last year for my birthday. And ever since then, we love to take evenings where we come up here and turn off all the big lights and turn on the really cool ambient lights and just listen to music. And uh, okay, so I still haven't made up my mind whether I think the sound is better on a CD or a vinyl record. But I got to tell you, I sure love the uh, the comfort that the crackling and popping on the record player uh, brings, you know, just just before it starts the music and you hear that little crackling pop. So great. Brings back some uh, some memories and good feelings from my childhood. So uh, I really love it. And the kids really love it, too. They love coming up here and uh, dancing around to some of the music. And <laughs> I remember when I was growing up and, and having nights where my family would sit around singing or listening to music. And I'm glad that I can give that same sort of memories to my children. And, and hopefully when they grow up, they'll, they'll look back on this time with warmth as well. So I am just about ready to play an interview for you uh, that I had with uh, singer-songwriter Jess Ray. And uh, wow. I love her music style. I I know I described it earlier as a folk with soul. And let me tell you, it is good stuff. Uh, I I love a good, you know, folk band. And uh, but then when she sings and she just brings this heart and soul to it, that is just lovely. So a lot of fun. Uh, I, I really enjoyed talking to her and learning about who she is as an artist and a person and the stories behind how she made her uh, the two albums that she has out both pure and sentimental creatures. So I uh, can't wait to share this interview. Before I do the first song that I'm going to play is one from uh, her album sentimental creatures. The song is titled too good and a great song. Um, as soon as I play that song, we will go straight into the interview with Jess Ray. It is not as we've seen, it is not as we've read, it is not as they've said. How we need to forget and we need to reset and be like children again are you hungry and have no money you can sit at this table are you thirsty and unworthy you can draw from this well are you weak are you poor are you wanting for more in the quiet of your heart to yourself you say I wish someone would pass my way And give me a new start Sweetheart, stop cutting your sweet arms No hope, smoking dope and drinking your life away Let's dance and sing, let's eat from the tree Come down to the river with me It may 
Jess Ray, thank you so much for uh, coming and spending some time with me here on Sounding the Light. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Uh, so we just heard your song called Too Good, and it's from your Sentimental Creatures album. I love this song. Can you talk about this? Yeah, uh, it's uh, one of the younger songs on the album. And uh, it's written kind of... Um, to I would say to myself, but also to a lot of my I have just some younger friends who are kind of figuring out um, whether they want to go all in with God or not, mm-hmm. and they kind of arrive in that sense. And I think they maybe have been in church for a long time, so like they know the drill. But like you know, life in God, I believe, and all that it's all that it's meant to be is so much more than than just a boring kind of lifestyle or whatever. And so, kind of just. Uh, a song that's about daring to believe God that He is as good as He says He is, and mm-hmm. as we all want Him to be, and um, yeah, and just kind of going all in. I love that message. And uh, are you the one who plays guitar on all of these? Yes, yeah. So I play I play a number of instruments, um, some well and some not so well. <laughs> um, but I've learned to mask how, you know, if I, I'll, re- I'll record uh, a lot of different instruments on my own stuff, but um, I know where my limits are and try to try to fool people pretty good. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played uh-huh. guitar on, on, on that song and on a lot of the songs on the record. Very beautiful. I would love to get into, um, you know, who you are as an artist and uh, yeah. get into this new album. This is, this is just great. When did you release this? 
Uh, it came out in May uh, of 2015, mm-hmm. and um, and then I have just a really loyal local fan base that that's received it well and started to spread it. And then um, this year in uh, in February, we released released it on Noise Trade, which kind of just spread it to kind of another group of people that I've been wanting to share it with that maybe I couldn't have reached otherwise without Noise Trade. So it's kind of feeling a little bit like a second release now. I love it. It's so, I would totally describe this as folk with soul because your music is very folky and then your voice has got like this nice rich depth to it and just, just a beautiful pairing. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I would definitely claim that I would think. Yeah, you're right on. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so where do you come from? Um, so I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, born and raised there, and uh, still living there now. I love it here. When did you first come in contact with music? Like, when did it become your passion? Golly, like, as long as I can remember, I've, like, loved it. And I have two brothers, both are, are pretty musical as well, and uh, all three of us just kind of grew up singing and stuff like that. But then uh, about, I was probably 11 years old when I finally could could learn a couple of guitar chords and then you know like growing up in the church there's a lot of music especially these days that you could play with just a handful of chords and so that kind of like started becoming my thing just learning learning music mm-hmm. so I've never really had lessons mm-hmm. um, wow. actually I mean I play I guess yeah I played trumpet in the fourth grade until <laughs> through high school nice. and uh, I was in the choir in a, every musical I could be in and every type of jazz band, marching band, all that, total band geek. But <laughs> I wouldn't trade any of those experiences for, you know, for what they, they brought me. So, um, so, yeah, I've been playing music, like, nonstop since I was probably 10 or 11 years old. Awesome. You just mentioned that you were singing in choir. I have to ask, were you, like, contralto or were you alto? What were you? <laughs> I was alto, but definitely uh, second <laughs> second alto yeah yeah you've got this to your voice it's just great (laughs) yeah really satisfying (laughs) so what kind of music were you inspired by as you were growing up what you know what were you listening to I mean I loved pop music for a long long time Mm -hmm. um I loved listening to whatever's on the radio definitely and followed a good amount of Christian music um as well uh, kind of as I was growing up, huge fan, like fan of Skillet. I loved yeah. Skillet, and uh, which they're not at all my style anymore, um, <laughs> or I'm not their style anymore. But uh, but they they really had music with like deep meaning and mm-hmm. purpose. That mm-hmm. for like a twelve or thirteen year old, I mean, I was like getting sold out to to Jesus, like to the sound of their music, and like um, and so yeah, like. I, they're, they were a huge influence on me. But then as I grew up and, and really, you know, someone stopped me one day and said, literally one of my teachers from school, yes, you're a folk singer. Don't forget that. Hmm. Is what one of my teachers said to me. And I literally didn't even know what folk music was wow, at that point. Yeah. The closest thing I had found, um, cause I played in jazz band, that was the closest thing. Jazz was like the closest thing I could find to like and soul to what my voice sounded like. Mm-hmm. And then once someone helped me understand the category of folk, I really started to see myself as falling some somewhere between yeah soul and and folk. 
And so, um, so it took me a while to find, you know, like, it's almost like you already have a, a musical DNA and, and identity that I had to figure yeah. it out um, over the years where I liked, uh, you know, a, a thousand different types of music, um, but really have settled into where I, the music I like to make and I'm good at making is, is more in the folk soul bordering on rock if maybe at the at the heaviest but Mm -hmm. so yeah I loved I loved all different all different types of music more these days I listen to a lot of old country music um I love Dolly Parton I love (laughs) Johnny Cash and then oh yeah um my my other main influences inside of like the history of Christian music would be um uh Keith Green and um Rich Mullins as well um and so I, I follow a lot of like I read a lot of about them both as people not only their music but but uh kind of their lifestyle and stuff like that so and then i would say today like when i when i hear there's a guy named josh Gerald. yeah and oh, when yeah. i hear and see him that's like where i like that's the closest i've found out there to what maybe where i'd, I'd like to be headed mm-hmm. career-wise and stuff like that so he's a pretty big influence on me too that's interesting i just interviewed his uh, guitarist back a few weeks ago and uh, cool his, yeah, yeah jason barrows so that's awesome yeah totally yep i i find it interesting that you would talk about keith green and rich mullins because you know they're kind of what we would think of as old school and yet they're right. the message in their music is so appropriate even for today right. and beyond i mean yes. it's it's never lost its its depth and its truth and yes. uh and i can see that in your music too that totally makes sense to me yeah there's an authenticity in them and like uh I don't know, an other, let's see, an otherworldliness about hmm. their, like, kind of their mindset on life that, that has been hugely inspiring for me. Yeah, and they certainly weren't afraid to uh, address right. subjects, yeah. you know, and issues yeah. in the church even. And I see yeah. that with uh, some of your music. In fact, um, one of the songs that really stood out to me was the one called... Uh, there's still time. And yeah. because you you address issues in that song that probably so many people are asking these days and, and really thinking about yeah. and if you know, if you're not afraid to delve into it, I mean, it's it's there. Yeah, I yeah, that song is definitely the content of it is not hip today. <laughs> to, to draw a hard line and say, you know, that that on the line that is basically Jesus, that belief in him or not in him is the is the defining line of kind of where someone's life is headed and um and so yeah it's not hip to 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 draw that line right now it's very very hip to say whatever you know whatever you believe is is fine and it's all going to work out and maybe everything you know figurative and so yeah that song felt like a bit of a risk because i knew that that people would with some people would be with me until Mm -hmm. that point and then i might i might lose them by, by saying that but um, but man, I just believe, I still just believe that and to feel like it was, mm-hmm. it was right. It was true to, true to write it that way. So well, yeah. kudos to you for putting that out, you know, even, even with that <laughs> oh, little thanks. bit of, you know, am I going to lose fans? <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause I'm yeah. sure that's a consideration a lot. Totally. Yes. You never want to, I don't know, offend them in a bad way and, mm-hmm. and, and lose the chance to, to kind of be a voice in their life. But, but yeah, so I, I did think through that a while before <laughs> I went for it. So. Uh-huh. so when you were talking about growing up in church, is there a time that you can remember that uh, it went beyond you going to church and more yeah. about a real relationship with God? Yeah, yeah. I, I would have made some sort of, you know, like decision as a very young child um, that I wanted to follow him. But 
but uh, I would say sixth, seventh grade, right in sync with me learning to play the guitar. Um, I started like really having a relationship of my own that was growing its own roots separate from, you know, my family. I totally have a great family and, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, faith has, you know, is kind of in my family line. And so, yeah, being able to grow my own like spiritual roots and um, have a relationship with God separate of of other people. That started about sixth, seventh grade. Also, I had awesome friends. Like, mm-hmm. I had just, like, a couple of friends in sixth or seventh grade that, like, like really loved God and, and loved music and loved, like, just, it was just cool. So, like, I, w- I would attribute so much of, like, you know, like, the only difference between me and any kid who, like, fell off the wagon at any point is just, like, my friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, if I had bad people around me, I've done worse in life and then and as I've been surrounded by good people. Like in you know that like in that season of my life where I was really starting to like follow the Lord, it was because I had really good friends who who mm. also did. So I'm super grateful for that. And uh, but yeah, so like my faith and music has always been intertwined, mm-hmm. you know. And like I love playing other types of music. I, I'm totally down with that. But like the way that I express music and the way it comes out of me, like is very intertwined with my faith and my my view of God and the world and stuff like that so I love that yeah that all started around then but at the same time like I've just been like honestly going glory to glory like I feel like you know life has its like ups and downs oh my gosh yes it does but like Mm -hmm. for the most part I just keep having uh every three to five years I'll just have another time where I just kind of give I fell out even harder to God it just goes deeper so that's lovely um let's talk about your first record that you produced the one that's called pure um i seem to understand that you did that live is that right yeah exactly yeah so what we did the whole record the whole record is is live and and like my vocals like don't aren't tuned at all like that's how live it is (laughs) that's awesome you sound awesome they do these like album recordings and then they go back and they replace half of it in the studio so i'm (laughs) like okay it sounds (laughs) awesome by the end but yeah this is a it's a very live raw record and like you know, has its good parts and its flaws because of that. But um, yeah, I have a we're just a really great community in Raleigh. Um, we had written um, honestly, I, a lot of my songs are I would say come from a heart of worship, but you couldn't necessarily play them in mm-hmm. a church. Mm-hmm. So there's been a slower trickle of songs that have come together over the years that that I would say fit in a car- corporate setting. And so we were like, let's just figure out a way to to record these kind of as a community. So me and about eight of my friends who I, I do music with all of them um, at different times, um, we decided, okay, we'll go to the beach. Uh, my family <laughs> has a, a beach house and we cleared all the furniture out and we brought in uh, one of my friends who does does uh, engineering production. Yeah. Set up the whole thing in the house and just hit record. And over about four days, we recorded all the songs and um, picked our favorite versions of them and, uh, and yeah, put that together. So all those are written by us except for the two hymns on there. Uh, there's two psalms that are almost like verbatim, the, the psalm, 73 and, and 103. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we, we love, we love that record. It's, um, it's done really, really good too. And, and our whole, our whole point to it was to give it away for free. So yeah, we've actually kind of, 
the the point of it, and people backed it so that we could kind of we believe these songs were for the church, mm-hmm. so that we could capture them and and just kind of give them away. So that was that was really fun. Wow, that is great! And how much fun yeah. <laughs> you guys did! Awesome. How yeah, many takes you. did you have to do on each song? I would say just time wise, we we didn't have more time than about four or five takes on each song spread wow. over like maybe two or three days <laughs> we did the entire record in the first day uh-huh. went back the second morning and listened and we were like oh yeah we hate it so we, <laughs> we we scrapped everything from the first day and really uh kind of restarted and, and picked stuff from the next two days so uh-huh yeah it was fun it was stressful it was it was tiring but but overall just been a great experience. And wow, what an awesome project. Yeah. And what great memories, too. I mean, you'll always be able For to real. And all it. those people are my best friends. So it was just, yeah, it was unforgettable, unfor- for sure. Well, you got a lot of best friends with really great musical talent. That's that's great, too. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so true. That is good stuff. Well, I would love to uh, play one of the songs from that album. Yeah. And one of my favorite songs on Pure is uh, is actually a very old hymn, and it's the one called yeah. "A Mighty Fortress." And I yeah. love your rendition of this. Can you uh, can you talk about this a little bit? That one would have started just from me honestly listening to that hymn with fresh ears. I think I had heard it before, but you know, the kid is just like, what is that even saying? And then one day I like clued in to just how ridiculously good the lyrics are mm-hmm. and was really moved by them. So it started just as something I would play by myself in my room. So I'd kind of rewritten, rewritten the chords for it. Um, and then, yeah, we loved it enough to kind of arrange it for, for everybody to play. And um, yeah, I just think it's a crazy powerful song and I uh, was happy to make a, um, hopefully do it justice in keeping keeping true to how it and then we we did change some things in the language very subtly mm-hmm. just so to just to like make it more current um, yeah. these and thou's and, and stuff like that switching to you know just like the way that we would say stuff so we try to keep it very true to the original version original melody because I just I don't think you can like improve on it well here is a Mighty Fortress from Pure by Jess Ray Fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing, our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing, for our still Seek to work up. 
Jesus, it is here, the Lord of hosts is made. Jess, do you have a main theme that drives you in your songwriting? Yeah, um, I would say thus far, uh, my my pattern to songwriting it's a chronicle of like my my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like kind of each each song marks a season, uh, a kind of a lesson I'm learning, maybe something I'm observing about the world. And about God at any point. So, so thus far, and I would I would say I'm trying to grow in my songwriting to be able to see from other angles to tell other people's stories to write when I don't feel like I have something hmm. huge to say. You know, I, I would feel like I have a lot to to do to grow as a songwriter. But currently, 
it's very much like just what I'm facing in life. Mm-hmm. And lots of times when I feel like I'm learning a lesson, when I'm learning something, I'm observing something new about life or I'm in a, in a really tough season or whatever, it's like there's multiple things I can see, whether it's, you know, in a conversation with a friend, a book I'm reading, my dog, um, <laughs> any other, my, my niece, I don't know, like anything, anything could be speaking a story as well mm-hmm. and helping me to be able to put into words maybe where my heart is at or what I'm learning at any given time. But yeah, like, like I said, I, I'm, I'm also actively working on, first of all, I, I don't, I haven't really collaborated with people and co-written ever until this year. Yeah. So I'm working on that as well as just like, I'm amazed by people who are able to read a book or have a conversation with a friend and turn their story into a song yeah. and be able to see from somebody else's angle. So I would say I'm like trying to grow my my skills, my songwriting muscles to do other things than, than what I'm doing currently too. So That's great. Is uh is that a lot of what you did on uh your latest project, Sentimental Creatures? Yeah, so Sentimental Creatures would be like all the songs are um are written like hundred percent by by me mm-hmm. and then uh, every one of them is you know, like very much kind of a, um, like I can just think of like the time in life I was in that I, in the, even the place I was standing or the, mm-hmm. you know, the, where I was when, when I was kind of learning or dealing with that moment in life. And, um, and so, yeah, each of those is just, just has stories behind it and, and, um, yeah, little, little moments that led me to that kind of be able to, create that song and, and voice that that season of my life. So you could almost say that as we're listening, we're, we're kind of reading your personal journal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. To a, to a, a good extent and in a hard extent, I'm, I'm bearing a lot of mm-hmm. personal things in any of my music. Um, but I think that that's like very important, <laughs> you know, like it's a, it's a right, it's right to to do that, um, mm-hmm. even though sometimes it's it's difficult to be that um, open and and vulnerable. Yeah, uh, but I have noticed over you know my music experience that the more open and vulnerable that a songwriter is, I think the better that the song is and comes across because you're so you know you're true. singing from your soul at that point. Yeah, yeah, and the music that moves me, those people were being vulnerable too. So mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have ha- been impacted by the music that I've that I love, were it not for their them giving of themselves and giving, yeah, being vulnerable as well. So I think that it is the right the right way to go, and it makes music very, very special and um, deeply meaningful, and it ties people together in such a cool way. So, how different was the uh, the recording experience of you know Sentimental Creatures from when you did Pure? From yeah. <laughs> wildly different. So, um, yeah, I got to I got to work with an incredible studio out of just north of Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And those guys, it's Threshing Floor Audio. Those guys put out a lot of um, they put out all of John Mark McMillan's music and awesome. a guy named Jonathan David Helser and uh, a couple of artists that I really love. A new guy named Andy Squire. He's not new, but his record is doing very very well. So anyway, I love their their studio. I love their kind of how they go about making. Music that's that has faith content to it, but is super creative. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and kind of uh, an anomaly in the industry we're in. Sometimes it can get really boring and mundane. I think Christian <laughs> music can, yeah, um, and kind of shiny. But um, they 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 just they do raw <laughs> really well and, and creative really well. And so um, anyway, so I was so excited to work with them, and we met. I showed them my songs. They were impressed with the the demos that I had made. And then it was so cool because what's so unique about this experience with Sentimental Creatures was that they fully empowered me and kind of like were behind me playing hmm. absolutely everything that I could on the record. Um, and us only hiring in and bringing in musicians for the parts that we really, really needed it and invest time and energy in just a small to, to one or two other players and have me play. So I ended up playing about 75% of the music wow. on... Yeah, on the record. So everything from all the guitars, all the bass, all the electric, with exception <laughs> of the pedal steel. Um, I did uh, keys, trumpet, vocals, and then we brought in yeah, a pedal steel player, a drummer, and uh, and uh, a couple of people to sing with me. A couple of my friends to sing with me. So um, yeah, so I I pulled a I got to like kind of just really do a lot for this record and yeah. and work very hard to kind of write and arrange all the parts and really stretch my producer skills. And um, anyway, so I was just so grateful for people who saw that in me mm-hmm. and, and like pushed me to, to, to do that versus, you know, honestly, it's, it's very normal for songwriters, singer songwriter types to come in, kind of just play acoustic guitar or piano or something, yeah. and have someone else build the rest. And I don't, right. I think awesome records come out of that. But for them to acknowledge or see and identify a producer gift in me and kind of unleash me to do that um, was empowering and like hugely formative. I feel oh, like yeah. to me as an artist, where really I'm taking on much more of an identity of like an artist and producer versus just just an artist and so that's it was it was life-changing really um career changing for me um uh to be able to create this album that I've, i believe is just so true to who i am as a person as mm-hmm. an artist is just a very clear picture of the kind of music that i make so you know even though it has its flaws and i feel you know i'm a year removed from it so i'm just i'm i've grown even more and i'm mm-hmm. learning more things you know so there's there's still you know things i would change about it but but I'm just, it feels so good to have a record that I'm done with that I, that I just am proud of and mm-hmm. that um, I feel like is a really good picture of who I am as a musician and artist. The whole album is great, but one of my favorite songs is the one called Dimensions. And yep. one of my favorite lines in that song is the one that says, so wipe the tears away from your eyes and drive the fear away from your mind. You have no idea how safe you really are. And I love that <laughs> because it's like, you know, it's like just wrapping the arms of Jesus right around you. Yeah. Will you uh, will you talk about this one and where this one? Came sure. From? Yeah, I love this one because it's it's um it really is like my probably my favorite song on the album, and uh, it's cool because it's like a little hidden secret at the end. I think I think most people that get the album listen all the way through to it. But I don't hear a ton of feedback about this song. But when I do, people are very like, oh, I love that song. And I'm like, oh, oh, I do too. So it's it's cool because it's kind of this little thing I have with a few people that I know like really love that song. So mm-hmm. thanks for bringing that one up because it's, it's definitely a favorite. Um, so yeah, the song, the start of the song came from this moment I had with my dog. So I have a golden retriever. <laughs> and um, yeah, just, I don't know, being in the season of, of life I'm in, I just love that dog. I love having that little dog to come home to and she's always like so pumped to see me and 
you know. So anyway, we do. I've had her for she's five years old, and got her as a tiny little puppy. So we're buddies. And uh, so I'm traveling. I went to the beach. Was coming back. Needed to stop for dinner on the way, um, the way back home. And uh, for whatever reason, she's real adamant about trying to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I pushed her back, and I said, you know, I'm coming back for you. And uh, kind of Saturday, I closed the door. And for whatever reason, I just had this, like, real cool moment walking from there to the restaurant. An aha moment. <laughs> yeah, an aha moment of just, like, I honestly, my mind went to the, back to, like, um, John uh, in, in the Gospels, Gospel of John, like, in the between uh, 13 and 15, the chapters 13 and 15, is the time when Jesus is kind of, like, having is saying some just final things to his disciples before mm-hmm. he leaves. And so my mind goes to that. I I I am um, just think about the fact that like um she kind of cannot conceive, cannot she doesn't think on the same level as me mm-hmm. where she doesn't understand how soon I'm coming back to the car, how safe she is, how she's mm-hmm. you know, she's not gonna left out of anything. What you know, everything it's all gonna be okay, you know, but she mm-hmm. just like she can't understand that because her mind is, is lower than, than my mind. And in the exact same way, though, I, I know that it's silly and it's so much inf- infinitely more. Um, our minds are not like God's mind, and so we can't yeah. we can't conceive, we can't understand the perspective that He has on everything, how it's all going to work out, how soon it all really is going to to change, how He has not forgotten us. You know, like. Mm. Um, just it, it it really like moved me in this like seeing in this tiny little picture of my life something so much bigger and so um so yeah the first part of this song is just kind of in that sweet moment with like sure it's sort of about my dog but it's kind of like God is speaking to me or I'm speaking to to my friends to help mm-hmm. them you know them believe this or whatever so there's there's lots of ways you could see it but um what I love is that it culminates, you know, into this final chorus thing that I'm pretty much just straight singing the the verses from John. Mm. Um, you know, where I'm going, you can't follow me, but I'm going to prepare a place for you in that ho- in my father's house or many mansions. That whole like thing, I just put it in new language and pretty much sang out um, those verses in John 13 and 14. So. So yeah, it's like it's a very small picture of just my dog, but like I am saying so much more, um, really as the song, you know, opens up. Um, it's so much more than that. Your eyes have never seen, and your ears have never heard. Your Your little heart will never quite learn The dimensions of the dimensions of my world So wipe the tears away from your eyes And drive the fear from your mind You have no idea How safe you really are Believe me when I say It's true I 
the tears away from your eyes and drive the fear away from your mind. You have no idea how safe you really are. Believe me when I say it's true, I am coming back for you. Baby, if you Jess, uh, do you have future music plans? Are you uh, working on another project right now? Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, I feel like first first thing I'm going to do is all throughout 2016, I'm going to do something called the Sentimental Creatures Tour, which we're, we've kind of put a lot of energy in creating that tiny little concert experience mm-hmm. <clears throat> that fits in a house or it fits in a coffee shop or whatever. And my hope is to just play that thing at as many places I can, as I can get, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much try to streamline it to make it as affordable as possible and just kind of to get to whatever city I can all over, all over the U.S. and just meet people, hang out with them, stay in their houses, play that, that concert. And a lot of the songs would be from Sentimental Creatures as well as some of the new ones I'm working on yeah. and maybe even some older ones too. So I'd share, you know, just the stories from that record and uh, and play those songs and so that's where a lot of my energy is going right now and we'll i'll do i have about uh 10 dates in april and they nice. kind of stretch this summer and we'll do we'll do another big stretch of it in the fall um but then yeah so um that's kind of number one thing I'm, I'm working on number two is i'm nine songs into what i think is going to be an amazing mm-hmm. next record um very much like sentimental creatures in that um you know, I'll, I'll be producing it and whatever. We'd love to see it kind of, I love how raw Sentimental Creatures is, but yeah. I'd love to do something just a little bit more polished, just a little bit more, um, you know, increasing the budget and just kind yeah. of the way we went about it, just kind of a whole nother level of detail and professionalism and, and quality. And so, yeah, I would say by 2017, as we enter that new year, I'd love to be working on that record. 
Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, Jess, I just wanted to say in closing here, um, thank you so much for the time that you spent with us today uh, here on Sounding the Light. Absolutely. I've loved it. I cannot wait to hear some of the new you know, project stuff that you've got going on. So definitely let us know. Yeah. Thanks so much for your support. It's great. Great to talk with you. If you liked what you heard today from Jess Ray, you can go learn more about her on her website. And I have a link right here on this podcast page that'll take you there. Uh, Also, if this was your first visit to Sounding the Light, welcome. I was very glad to have you. If you have some time, feel free to uh, check out any of the other guest artists on this site. There is good interviews, really great music. You can also subscribe to Sounding the Light through iTunes by clicking the red subscribe button and you will never miss an episode. You can also get connected and stay up to date with the latest from Sounding the Light on Facebook. Uh, If you are in the South Atlanta area, you can catch me every other Friday between 8 and 9 a.m. on the new morning show with host Pete Shagnon as we uh, highlight some of these great artist interviews. Sometimes we even get to have the uh, artists in live and they play their music live. It's really awesome. So I hope you can join us uh, sometime. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with me today. I so enjoyed it. And I'll see you right back here again soon on SoundingTheLight.com. God bless.